Well, hello, everyone. This is Debbie Happy Cohen, and you're listening to the Sassy Southern Yankee podcast. We are about to cross the threshold of a gateway into season three. Now, tonight I have with me, it is May 16th, 2020, and the date seems to matter these days. I think everything we're doing is marking history. Um, Michelle Stone is with me tonight. Um, We have been, we started out on March 14th. We started out with the shock of Corona. And this episode is a gateway between that shock and creating a new normal. This episode and into the future is about standing strong in our power as we step forward. In this episode, which is episode 57, we will probably be discussing archetypes and spirituality um, and as we get ready for something new and as we purposely and intentionally and deliberately with resolve and conviction, create new normals for our world. And so I want to thank all of you for participating in season two, which was me and Michelle, um, hashtag lioness at joybaseliving.com. I have been a coach for 20 years, more than 20 years. I have a master's degree in counseling. Michelle Stone is an art, and, I, and I'm an author as well. Michelle Stone is an artist, and one of our listeners likes to call us, it's conversations between the author and the artist, and we just thought, we <laughs> love that. It really just leveled the playing field between us in such a gorgeous way because it just brings out our strengths immediately, um, and we've both worked with children and families for many years. Michelle has been an art teacher for many years, as well as an artist, as well as an art curator, as well as an art therapy coach. So what this means is that we really care about empathy and the heart and bringing it to practical real life experiences. Now, as we step into season three, Reverend Sassy Shorts is coming back to the party, man, which means F-bombs may be dropped. We are no longer going to keep this a clean, safe conversation for parents and families because we're all self-quarantined. We might do that again in the future if we need to. But I think the rumble that we went through in the last few weeks um, is enough is enough. So now we got to step into heck yes. So what I wanted to start out with, Michelle, I think you'll like this. Uh, By the way, if you want it, we're going to continue to meet weekly for a podcast and I'm going to do other podcasts individually. So if you want to hear any of our, our dual podcasts, our co-creative podcasts, just go to the tab on the top uh, at the top menu of joybaseliving.com and click lioness on the, in the menu or go to the, um, the search bar at the bottom of the website and just type in episode and whatever episode number. So this is episode 57. So Michelle, when we started this podcast in on March 14th, and we've done, I think, what did we say? 42? This will be this will be 43. But so for season two, because yep. we're counting this as season three. So for season two, we, we did 42 episodes. 
Right. Michelle. <laughs> I know, isn't it crazy? It's amazing. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, let's... like, and we had no idea what we were getting into when we were like, oh, we're just, we just, this feels right. We're going to move into this. And here we are, 42 episodes later, we're like, wow, look at what happened. I know. And do, do yeah. you remember? And I, I'm, I'm saying this, but I hate putting you on the spot because we didn't cover this in our pre call. But do you remember the first conversation that we had and what it was about? The very first conversation that we had for our, po- for our first podcast was about the four stages of healing from trauma. Yes. Right? Like, yes. like when I say it, it's like, oh, yeah, it comes back. It's just like really clear, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think like the first, that one was like primarily and then we referenced it for like the next three yep. or four. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Keep so going. We were doing our pre-call today. You had really gotten an energy of like you have landed in stage four because we, we've both <laughs> been healing from our own personal traumas and CPTSD and codependency and, and that kind of thing. So we delve, we have delved into that conversation, but like right. today during the pre-call you like, entered the energy field of stage four so i thought it would be nice to just quickly cover the four stages and then share about reflections of our journey but also like what let's talk about the archetypal differences between stage three and four because i think that's where we're going to be able to shape and sculpt the new normal Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So real quick, the four stages are uh, when people are healing from trauma, um, stuck, shocked, mm-hmm. and stuck is like you don't even know you have a problem. You're just like stuck, or or you do know, but you just know that you're stuck. So you're not even like looking for a solution. You're just stuck. Um, right. Shocked is oh my god, and and if you're thinking about like an abusive relationship or something, it's the the other person this other person this other situation and it happened again and it happened again and as an outsider you're just like um i could time that for once every three months <laughs> like like but, but like <laughs> right. as the person who's experiencing it you're experiencing the shock as though it happened for the first time and in psychology mm-hmm. they call that repetition compulsion which happens to a lot of people who've been severely emotionally traumatized which i think happens culturally as well as uh it's the micro and the macro it can happen uh politically and individually so we have stuck shocked um now we're using we're using explicit language from these on so we're gonna do our natural words hell no and then stage four is hell yes so we go from stuck shocked to hell no to hell yes Mm -hmm. and um I was really enlivened, Michelle, when you were, and I think you'd be happy to do this, so I'm going to ask you to if you're open to it, is you have like a list of, you you put a word to it, um, hell no, uh, like a series of hell no things that you were doing, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that list spoke to me really loud when you were sharing it, so maybe you'd like to share about it, and then go i'm I'm handing you the baton girl <laughs> so um you mean 
the hell yes no, or the hell, the hell no's. no's because i think that the listeners our listeners <clears throat> will be able to go oh, i can relate to that i can resonate with that and then we'll bring in the archetype conversations from there yeah okay yeah 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 so um as an artist i'm very visual and so a lot of my arts like my own personal art uh, especially since I, you know, Debbie started Joy Based Living and I joined in and we started, you know, doing everything that we've done within our group. Um, there's a lot of quotes and a lot of references to different people and, and things that they've said and, and or, or things that, that come up between us that resonate with me and I'll get an instant visual. And so I, I know that um, we talked about that back in season two where, you know, Sometimes I, I could get visuals and, and I could do a doodle like I did it with Julie Jordan's mm-hmm. dog. And so um, when we first started talking about the stuck and the shock and then moving into hell no and hell yes, I was like, okay, well, I know that there are parts of my personality that are still in hell no. So what does that look like? And so I started asking myself, okay, what does that look like? And for me, the hell no are the hell no's are the 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 quotes that the women in my family gave me that were that that from their perspective they were well intentioned um but as as an adult as an independent woman that i am and as a an only child i was raised an only child although i have a lot of steps and halves and whatever um when i say steps and halves i mean step siblings and half siblings but i was literally raised the only child and so I was very independent when it came to that type of perspective. Um, and so, and and I was also one to constantly buck against the system. I was like, there's something, there's always been something that's not right with the information that I was being given of, you know, like the, uh, you know, be a lady and all of that kind of, I'm like, no, I live in the country. I, I walk around barefoot and I'd much rather be riding bareback on a horse or or playing out in the woods, or you know, climbing the, the, um, the, the, the gravel piles that my grandfather mm-hmm. had, or you know, in the trucks, or whatever the case may be. And so, anyway, so as I went through all of that, I started writing down what would be my hell knows. And so, the the, the, the what you hear in the background is the paper that I wrote it all down. And so, um, in with these hell no's, I wanted to honor the little girl inside of me that heard these messages growing up, that tried to abide by them by keeping her small, by keeping her colors more subdued, by keeping her voice not as loud, and and that kind of stuff. And I made actually just write down some more colors subdued. So the artwork that's going along with this type of stuff, and I'm still, I'm only on like number four or five, whatever. Um, the colors are really subdued. And, and I took black and white photos of me as, as a, as an infant all the way up to where I was two years old. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of go through and these are, I numbered them in order of what they came up in my mind, although I'm not doing the artwork by that number, I'm doing it what I'm inspired by. So the first one, um, uh, so the the new series uh, for my little girl is called Don't Rise Too High. 
So this is like the Hell No series, Don't Rise Too High. And so number one is be dainty like a flower. Like, you know, be, you know, you've got to be um, dainty and um, just fragile. And, you know, you can't stand up for yourself. Like, just like a flower, you know, just be very, I don't know. I keep, dainty is the only uh-huh. one that's coming to me. And so the second one is take the path of least resistance. So the the message to me was, is is, you know, go to school and take it because I've always been artistically inclined but of course that was frowned upon because you know only dead artists are are famous um and so you know make sure that you get a business degree and you know you can go that way and and you know and and of course they didn't I wasn't encouraged to climb that corporate ladder or to do anything that would buck the system so you know it was like take the path of least resistance and so number three is don't shine like a diamond. Like, don't be too bright. Mm. Don't be too vocal. Don't be too, you know, d- 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 don't take up too much attention. My God, you know, that'll be, don't do that. Um, number four is stay in the frame. Like, stay in the box. Like, don't don't step outside that box. Uh-uh. Um, number, wait, that was number four. Number five is don't open that door. Like, don't open the door to opportunities because, you know, you don't know what's behind there. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh-uh. That's not okay. That's that's fire right there. Um, number six is follow directions. Kind of like do as you're told. Make sure that you follow. And I've never been a directions person. And sometimes I make, I, I mess things up. I am all right with that. So, um, so follow directions. So that one's probably going to be with, you know, some maps Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, number seven is be a good girl, you know, make sure that you're good. Make sure that you don't, uh, take anybody off that you don't, you know, say too much that you, whatever. Number eight is, um, and, and I've actually confronted people in my family about this and they've said, no, I never said that. I'm like oh how interesting <laughs> how convenient <laughs> how convenient don't ruin the family yeah. name like you know as you're you know you're a teenager you do things and you say stuff and you try things and sometimes you're a little bit of a daredevil or whatever um you know when I was growing up there was no iPhones or internet or whatever <laughs> so um not quite like today, but yeah, can't ruin the family name. I just, you know, gotta, gotta always be on your toes at all times. Um, number nine, shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I don't allow the word sh- shut up in my house. That's just, it, it does not happen. I am so with um, you. That's never been allowed in a, in any yeah. of my classrooms or relationships or like Mm-mm. it's, it's so not okay. It's like the word fuck. Is, yeah, is is a yeah. healthier, better word than shut up. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, but mm-hmm. shut up, like it's it's like it's it's politically correctly allowed. See, oh, I know, I know. That's, I'm like, I'm that, all that, that, that's a whole. I am episode. all turned up by your hell nose. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's like I, for me, I have to get these yeah. out. 
in order for it's kind of like you got to process them you know in order for me to get through them so then I can get to the hell yeses so um yeah so absolutely shut up and sit down so I um I, I never allowed it in my classrooms either so um number 11 is who told me no like you know I, I'm I'm being told all the time so which one of you are telling me no now that kind of thing oh wait that was I jumped to 11. I didn't even get to number 10. Number 10 is be a lady. And um, if you go onto my Instagram account, um, Michelle Stone Masterpieces, you'll find the images of be a lady. And so, um, yeah, you'll find that. You'll also find stay in the frame and be dainty like a flower. And um, yeah, so that's that's what those are. Um, oh, and number 12 that came up uh, recently is toe the line. You know, get the good grades. And so you can go to college and be a good girl and have a job. Toe the line. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's toe that's... the line. I can see you doing visuals with that. I think I just got <sighs> one. So. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, there's a there's a quote that came up for me while you were sharing the the later pieces of it and Mm -hmm. and it's what is not transformed is transferred oh yeah right and and this is from a a gentleman named richard Rohr. um what is not what is not transformed is transferred and so when you were saying you know i want to paint these out we we were talking yesterday with the with our friend vito in Bogota, Colombia. She's an amazing artist. And um, she really goes into the depths of the a human psyche. Like if you if mm-hmm. you like Jungian work, you would love Vito's work. Um, and anyway, she 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 did she had a compost experiment going on in her kitchen for a while. <laughs> it wasn't an experiment it was for real like this is a woman who will have like literally one or two small plastic bags of garbage at the end of every week okay. like like okay. she's very 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 intentional and conscientious about the planet right and so right. it wasn't just a compost experiment she means it right and and so um at one point we were on we were on a zoom call. This was way before, cause it was like a year and a half ago or something. And, and she was describing the, the smell and the sounds <laughs> and the heat coming off of this compost. Nice. And like, I, like I, I, I was like a million miles away. I'm like up in Alabama. She's in Bogota, Colombia and South America. And I'm like, I, I could feel, feel the 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 transformation what do they call that in alchemy i could feel the alchemy like like turning like the eggs and the blah 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 whatever she put in there into very rich soil right and and that imagery came to my mind when you said i need to let it out so that and then you didn't quite finish the thought like as completely as as I was feeling it. And then that's when that quote came to me, what is not transformed is transferred. Right. You know, you can throw eggs at someone's house or you can throw eggs into a compost pile. 
and you're going to have two very different experiences. Yes. You know, and I think emotionally we have a tendency to either swallow rotten eggs or throw them at other people without even realizing that we're doing it or realizing that we're doing it and being okay with it because it's okay to do that. And it's not right. And, and so, um, I don't, I've never said that metaphor for throwing eggs versus, <laughs> versus composting them. I mean, I, I think part of it is that you really entered the land of hell. Yes. Tonight. And, and the energy, like wh- what I've noticed is that when a person shifts to a higher level energy, the level below that becomes much more clear, pristine, clear. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's not a hamster wheel anymore because you're above it. Right. You know? And, and you've been working that list for a while. But and even though you understood hell yes to a, 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 a degree... As we all mm-hmm. do, as we're learning, right? Like, yeah. Like you embodied it tonight. And then that's where the archetype came up and the spirituality came up. <laughs> I know. I just, I just feel so magical. Um, so where, how, should we, how should we share that, Michelle? Um, do you feel complete with having shared your list of hell no art series samples? I do. Um, but I also want to, you said that there was a part where I didn't complete the, my thought of my process. Well, you were saying that, um, at, well, when you were saying, I need to, I need to paint these out. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I felt like there's more to be said about that. And then that's when I said, what is not transformed is transferred. Okay. So do you feel that we're complete there? Or do yeah, I no, need no, to... that feels cool. Like, like what would be the purpose? Okay. Like for, for a listener who doesn't know much about art or creativity, you right. know, I, I, I guess I'm trying to articulate it for them. Like, and for us as well, because I think when we articulate things, we're more powerful. Like, what would be the purpose in you spilling out your guts on paper or on canvas or on metal or... Like, like uh, maybe, how about if I ask you that question? Like, as an artist, what, like, not having articulated it like this before, mm-hmm. why do you process your, like, why do you process s- crappy stuff, <laughs> crappy stuff into art? Why do you do that? Why do you dump it on art? Um, art has always been my medium since I was, I can remember, I have a, a picture on my, my landing page right now of my first, the first piece of art that I can remember drawing. And it's when I was five. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a way art has a way to tap into the nonverbal parts of your psyche and help you process things. So um, that there's a very therapeutic aspect of it. Um, for me, it's always helped me. It's always helped me just deal with things. And then, like, I wasn't able to put words to it. Um, I can put an image to it. Because I think, like, you know, back to our 
our listener who refers to us as, as an artist and an, um, and an author having a conversation. There's, there's something about being able to, I, like, I think in pictures. You think in words, I think in pictures. And I don't remember what episode it was that we talked about that. But, um, and so when I talk to people, I literally think in pictures. If, if someone starts to tell me a story, I'm there. I'm smelling it. I'm hearing, the, I'm feeling the wind or wh- whatever. I, I'm immediately there. And so whenever I have an experience or I have unprocessed experiences that um, are, you know, leaving a mark on my psyche, mm-hmm. once I, I'm able to tap into them and identify them, um, if a visual comes up, then I, you know, I, I it, at the very least, I start off with a thumbnail sketch, which is a very minor small sketch in a notebook that I, I typically have a notebook with me um, that's, you know, very basic. And then what I'll do is because I, I love mixed media. And so I'll go into my studio and I'll pull up those ideas or that thumbnail sketch mm-hmm. and, and, you know, start to process it on canvas or, um, and, and sometimes as we've talked about before, sometimes it's me beating the crap out of a canvas. So sometimes it's me totally ripping apart a canvas. Sometimes it's it's getting out my torch and 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 heating up metal until it's like red and and falls off. It, it you know it really kind of depends. Um, for this particular series, it's a lot of uh, mixed media stuff um, built around pictures of my little of my what I'm calling my inner child. Mm-hmm but also the images, black and white images of me as, as an infant all the way up to where I'm two years old. And, and so so as you're doing the art, what do you feel before and after? So before I feel, um, something that I can't name, Mm -hmm. something that, that sometimes it's stuck. Sometimes it's, it's a feeling that I can't quite articulate and, and I'm pretty emotionally literate mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, being able to, but sometimes there's like underlying feelings and emotions that go along with that. And as I'm processing the art, as I'm putting it together, go, oh, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or, Oh, I want to use these colors and those colors or um, add different layers on top of it. Different memories start to emerge and or different um, feelings or voices, you know, like the the memories associated with people saying different things to me. And um, so it's almost like when you do the art, it takes it from this internal thing of I, I'm call, I'm going to call it mush, okay, or difficulty, and it puts it outside of you. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's like hot potato. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting from you. That's kind of a strange thing to say, but like, like get this out of me. I need to get this out of me. Oh the yeah. Way somebody might go to a therapy session. Like, like it's literally like you're like through your art, you're purging it out of you in a safe way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And earlier this year I did a whole series on mandalas 
and as I was doing the mandalas, um, I came up with this like metaphor and, and what it is to me is, you know, like if you're and, and everybody has dishes, right? And so, you know, when you're doing the dishes and you've got, you're done with your dishes and you've got like the suds around the inner part of your sink, um, for the most part, most people kind of wash those, those suds off or, you know, like that last bit of food and turn on the garbage disposal, whatever. And so for me, processing doing art like this and processing my emotions like this is like cleaning that residue oh that's Uh, what you always say yeah clean the residue of your day away and so cleaning the residue off that sink so you can have you can start off with a with a clean sink tomorrow Mm -hmm. yeah so that's Mm -hmm. that's why i say that and what that is that's cool so and for you like I mean, it sounds really cutesy, mm-hmm. you know, clean the residue of your day away. But for you, what I know is that that's very real for you. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that you mean it like literally with the residue within yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think you're going to really like this quote. I don't know if you saw it earlier. I posted it in one of our, in one of our groups. Uh, message boards okay um but i think anybody's listening will really like this too um there it was on there was a a a children's author that the comedian jimmy fallon from the tonight show um he was interviewing him on zoom which was kind of cool because you got to see the author and artist in his element because it was on zoom so it was like at his studio right and um and it was he just he loves this particular author and the guy's name is mo willems and mo's been around for um for a long time his his favorite guy was charles schultz who was peanuts uh snoopy yep um guy and 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 he he said that he he wrote to charles schultz when he was five years old and said after you're dead, can I ha- can I take your job? Oh my God, no way! <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after Charles Schultz died, he, um, Mo was already, you know, he had become an artist in his own right, and um, uh, he Charles Schultz's wife gave him one of his pens <gasps> that he used to draw with, and he and he made something with it anyway it was cool i'm giving you the backdrop because he said a quote for our time in corona right now okay that i felt so much honor for you and for those of us who are artists within our group and he said science is going to get us out of this but art is going to get us through this yes yes as a matter of fact as because you mentioned earlier i'm a curator and so I'm dabbling with the idea of, uh, it, for me, it's really important to do an art show um, around this so people can put it up and process and everything. And so uh, Monday, I'm actually going to have a meeting and propose that to my boss because we're finally going back to work on Monday. Right. And to see, you know, what that looks like. So, yeah. So I just thought that was really cool because... I think that the old normal was art isn't important. Oh, yeah. No. It's right. Anytime that anything significant has happened in history, 
the artists are the ones that interpret it. That's how people understand the breadth and the depth of, of what happened. Well, there's that. And if you think about it, every time there's been like a really significant, like crazy, insane war, mm-hmm. like the crazy, insane ones, yep. the, 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 um, the warmongers try to destroy the art. Yes. And that their goal, because if you destroy the art, you destroy the culture. Yes. And, and so the fact that we have like kind of made it so unimportant in our psyches and now like with everybody on zoom and people, you know, like you did all these doodles, um, all these doodle videos on YouTube mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and it's for self-expression, for cleaning the residue of your day away and um, giving yourself and others permission to just be present to yourself, to themselves by being with your art. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. it, as a matter of fact, I am, um, I ran into somebody yesterday and she was telling me that, you know, she had started looking at my YouTube channel. It was um, actually my, my bank manager. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Michelle, thank you so much for telling me your YouTube channel, um, which is, yeah. Um, and, and so because, you know, I've been watching your videos and they bring me such peace. They bring me such mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. that um, I just really you know, I, I really appreciate it. She goes, it's like having you there with me. And it's, it's almost like the Zen moment. I was like, did you draw with any of them? She's like, no, she goes, but I will tell you this. She goes, I have considered what happiness actually feels like, what it would look like. And I was like, Oh, Oh, look at her. She's quoting me now. (laughs) Oh, that is so sweet. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I've shared this with you, but I don't know if I put it on the show. Listening to you got me thinking about how to experience my own paintings. Yeah. Like and and it's in little things that you say, like like that you'll get a prompt that says draw an elephant all on a bench. And and for me, I would just be like, okay, I don't know I, I don't know what I would be thinking, but I would just go to do it. Right. And you broke it down as anybody who's like really good at teaching what they do does. And you do that so well. And you said into the camera, you said, hmm, I wonder which way I'd like the elephant to face. Like, like you articulated (laughs) your internal process for drawing something. Yeah. And, um, because I'm not like a real good illustrator, I'm really good with color, but not with illustration. Right. Um, I usually pick the simplest, like if I could get a silhouette out of it, <laughs> you know, so I don't usually give myself a whole lot of choices about which way do I want him to face. <laughs> He's not going to look like an elephant by the time I'm done. Um, but if it's a silhouette, I, so, so when it's come to drawing, I didn't, I didn't necessarily articulate a question like that, which would offer up more options. Yeah. And, and they're soulful. It's a soulful option in that moment. Which way would I like him to face? Well, and it goes back to the question that you're always asking. I mean, I know you ask me a lot. I know that you, Mm -hmm. 
I've heard you ask other people is like, what would you love to experience? Oh, I never thought about that in terms of a drawing prompt. Yeah. What would you love to draw? Oh, oh my gosh. That's so cool. <laughs> See? You're already oh, doing that's it. Really cool. that's really cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's like you brought that. Okay. Okay. So you know that one of my things is like, I want everybody in the world to become a master joy negotiator. Absolutely. And what you just brought to my table. See, I have a tendency to like deal with people's specific stuff as it comes up, whether it's negative or positive. Right. But, but when I'm just talking about a concept, like become a master joy negotiator, I think of it more like broad stroke. Right. Right. Like, what does that mean? How do I create the steps so people can break it down and then do it? And what you just the doorway that you just opened up for me, Michelle, is like about a thousand million doorways. Mm. Because, I, like, I feel like you just opened like a blind side. Do you know how they they like have they say that like a fly has like a million different. Yeah, like the facets of its eyeballs or, or yes. like the prisms or whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like like to when I think about negotiating for joy, I usually think about my relationship with myself and my relationship with others. Okay. Right? And so I want my negotiations in terms of my thought processes, in terms of my beliefs, in terms of expectations, in terms of what we say we're going to do together. I want the agreements to be based on joy. Right, right. Right. I didn't think of of negotiating for joy in a drawing prompt. Oh. Which means if there's a thousand million different facets of our lives, which there are. Right. Joy can be, I think I do it automatically in many ways. But I think being more deliberate about it is what you just brought to the table for me and for whoever's listening. About, yeah, being, yeah, yeah. What would you love to experience? And so to sit in front of a drawing, see, yeah, I I could keep going on, but I won't. But just to to just go, you know, yeah, what would you love to? Well, I think I'd like the thing to be sideways. And sometimes I'll make a choice because if I do it sideways, then it can be really simple and I can have him holding a balloon. Right. More easily than if he's in it, you know, anyway, um, master joy negotiation. I didn't expect to bring that up in this, in this episode, (laughs) but I think it's a really good segue to, Okay, so the trauma, the stages of healing from trauma. Do you want to repeat them or do you want me to repeat them? Got them. Um, stuck is your first uh-huh. one. And then you go uh-huh. from stuck to shock. Uh-huh. And then from shock, you go into hell no, which is uh-huh. what a bunch of what I just read. And then from there, you go into hell yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> and so I think. You have the baton on this one for right now, but I may interrupt you if I feel like the story needs some more richness because we had a very rich conversation right before this one. Okay. So for me, Hell Yes, the name of that art exhibit, if you can imagine, Mm -hmm. is called No Holds Barred. 
Okay. Mm. And then the first one is um, rise as high as is natural for me. So that's, um, you know, just like go for it. Like, you know, whatever's because and the reason I say rise as high as natural for me is that sometimes when you're going from being so suppressed Mm -hmm. to rising, there's like this overextension of, oh, let me just, you know, be full of all this color, all this extraordinary. Right. You want to go all the way the opposite. Yeah. I want to go all the way, but I don't want it to be forced. I want it to be natural. I want it to be like, like an evolution of just my fullest expression without being obnoxious. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think what you're saying is I don't want to just compulsively go, well, I was treated like shit. Now I want to be treated like a queen. Right. Because then it's like two ends of the same stick. Right, 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 right. Like, and, and it's compulsive and it's not really taking into account. Can I really handle being treated like a queen realistically right now, knowing the codependency habits that I have? I might freak out and have a breakdown if I demand to be treated like a queen. Or I might get really bitchy and then turn into the abuser myself. Right, right. Right. And so I think, so we, we, I like the, the rise as high as is natural for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a hell yes example in healing you know it, it is as the fourth stage yeah. of healing from trauma okay keep going right so the second one comes from a rap song i used to listen to <laughs> okay. and this will tell you she's confessing <laughs> this will tell okay. you a little bit more about me um okay. <laughs> it's called <laughs> i'm gonna sing it it's called get it get it get it girl <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's just get it, you know, just do my thing. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So number three is take chances. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't take chances, I mean, you know, you can't step beyond the box if you're not taking the chances. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is buck the system. Buck the system. Yeah. Whatever system that is, buck it, buck the family system, buck the education system, buck the the religious system but you name it buck the system whatever um number five directions <laughs> what directions <laughs> like what do you giving me directions and you expect for me to follow them are you serious mm-hmm. this is called mm-hmm. no holds barred baby um so then the next one is uh number six make a name for myself Mm. kind of going back mm-hmm. to rise as high as natural for me you know just mm-hmm. makes uh, put myself out there so i can people know who i am um number seven stand up for myself mm-hmm. number eight makes me think of how you say options and opportunities mm-hmm. number eight is what about this oh i like that yeah what about this mm-hmm. what about this mm-hmm. or that or that or this or whatever else i can come up with i wouldn't interrupt that one yeah that's one of the things that I love about my friend Heather, mm-hmm. because ever since I met her, like her family is like, if I had to give them like a fun label, not label, but description, right? it would be like collaborative art. Oh, okay. And so like, I remember coming over one day with, I, I literally, I was like having a really hard year. <laughs> I was having a hard year <laughs> and, 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 uh, and a friend of mine was like, she was, she was a little bit concerned about me. And she said, 
Debbie, you need to go outside and literally pick up a stick from the ground. <laughs> like, just go out, like, ground yourself and go pick up a stick. Just a little stick. Just carry it, you know, just get a stick. It, it sounds so silly, but when you're, like, in your head and you're feeling down and things yeah, are, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, like, just be outside and notice something else other than your own drama, right? Yes. And and so it was such a simple Zen thing. And so I went outside and I found a little, maybe the size, small, about the size of my palm, maybe, but not that fat, just, but, you know, maybe a couple inches by about a half an inch. And I decided to bring it home and paint it. And, and, and I really like the color of the paint makes me so happy. And so I started coming alive in this little stick. It was such, it was such a little thing, Michelle. And, and so um, I was going over to, to Heather's and you're, this was funny. So I, I, I was so happy with my little stick and I love my friends <laughs> because like all of you guys are like real women out there in the world. But like you're all little kids to me, right. and you you let me be that, and I I can't thank you enough for that. And so I go to her house, and and, and I go look what I did, look what I painted, right? Like I'm like three, and she goes, <laughs> so, so so she goes, she goes, oh, she goes, it could really use some legs, and I'm like, okay, and then. <laughs> So, so no, this is, it gets better. So then I, I leave the kitchen area and I walk into the living room area, which is like its own little cave. So you're like away from the kitchen, right? So I walk into the, to the cave and I, I look at her husband. I go, I go, look at my stick that I painted. <laughs> and he looks at me, doesn't miss a beat. He goes, oh, it could use some legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who are you people? Like, 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 have I entered another dimension? Like, you know, and then before I left the house, the, the stick had eyeballs and it had feathers and it had a name named Fresco. I mean, the, the stick turned into a thing. That's fantastic. Oh, it was so good. So when you just said that phrase, what about this? Mm-hmm. It, it brought me to the, the absolute sheer joy of collaborative art oh yeah because like because I just thought to myself if Heather would have been sitting next to me while I was doing a writing a drawing prompt like you were doing you know with the elephant yeah 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 she would have said oh well which way should it face like like because because she has that more in her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and it just I guess I'm I'm throwing that out there because I think the things that you offer, Michelle, have such a simplicity, but such a depth to them. And if there's somebody listening going, well, I don't really doodle, I don't really draw, I, I guess I'm sharing my limitations so that people could go, oh, I could ask for help. Like for the silliest mundane thing. Right. You know, or you could look at somebody in the house and go, which way should I draw it? But you've got to make your own decision. So there's that fine line too. But anyway, when you said, what about this? The, jo- the joy of that. Yes. 
It's it's one of my favorite frame phrases. It's like you know, what about this? It is one of your favorite phrases. You say it all the time. I do. What about this? Or what about that? Or what about you know? And my creative mind is always going. And so you know, if you're if you're coming at me with this, I'm like, well, okay, I got it. I can see it. And- what about this? What about you know what hmm. you know what in in our coaching when I coach you yeah and again this is for the listener because this is really cool because you're what about this person yeah 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 and sometimes you you jump so quick into what about this <laughs> that 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 I'm like me horsey that's true <laughs> like like pull back is that really the direction where you want to go right right. Because the what about this can, can sometimes be like too quick. And and when you step back and you go, what are my values? Right. Oh. And then the what about this has a different tone to it. Yes. A different feeling. Yes. A different feeling. I hope I didn't interrupt you too much. That was just so fun. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. So what? what so, so I have uh, three more. Um, uh, number nine is what did you say? My power so you... hold on. My... <laughs> what did you say? My power so loud, I can't hear you. My power is so loud, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of of our friend Julie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When um when we first started Joy Base Living, and how she she loves Helen Mirren, and yeah. Helen Mirren as the queen, I think. I haven't seen the movie she, yet. She, yeah, she loves that. Mm-hmm. And and how there was a phrase where she says "collar up," like like you know, put your collar up as you're the queen. So you know, yeah, you know, my power is so loud I can't hear you. So my my collar is so tall, I can't see you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I'm just coming up it's- with it. <laughs> I know, I know. I think we need to pull the reins a little bit back. All right, all right. Not from you, but from the conversation, because we're getting close to the end. Yeah, okay. Um, do you want me to do the last two real quick, and then we'll be done? Yes. Okay, okay. Bring them. So number 10 is, be the best me there will ever be. Be the best me there will ever be. Mm-hmm. Yep, and number 11 is something that you and I kind of discovered earlier in our pre-com. Um mm-hmm. And and it's hasn't articulated yet, but the, the this is the premise of it: the, the goddess, the wise queen, the Celine Dion, um, and Celine and who was it? Josh Groban. Oh, when Celine Dion and Josh Groban sing the song "The Prayer," mm-hmm. and, and um, this was inspired by the the quote: "Give us faith, so we will feel safe." Give us space, yeah. So we'll be, so we'll be safe. Oh, so we'll be safe. So we will be safe. I'm pretty sure. I'll, 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 I'll we'll look it up and make sure that we write it. That's okay. That, it was very touching. Yeah. So, so all of those are for me for my hell yeses. Yeah. Yes. So the reason, part of the reason I wanted to pull back a little bit was to give time to share about a metaphor and a little bit of spirituality behind it. Okay. And when you and I were talking about um, the hell yes and the hell no, and you were talking about, okay, 
Okay. Okay. Cause I've known you for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so you started leaning into the hell yes energy and I could feel you embodying it. Right. And, and this evening we kind of invoked a sense of learning what a blessing is and what it feels like when you invoke a blessing on another person without being religious about it at all. Right. 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 And so you, you kind of stepped, you stepped into this energy that was really gorgeous and you aimed it at me yes right you aimed a blessing at me Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god that just I felt washed in 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 the in the in the positive intent and the beauty and the strength behind what you were sharing with me now I've been blessed by a seventh generation Kabbalistic rabbi who literally put his hand on my head and blessed me okay like like i i am i know what or you know what a blessing is yes i know what a blessing feels like i had a grandfather who when he would speak a prayer you could feel the the uh the richness of his sincerity and love and prayerfulness just I know what prayer feels like I have always known what prayer feels like and so when you when I want to say delivered that to me because it felt like a you offered that to me you shared that with me you gave that to me and and I received it and and then I I thanked you for that and then I said to you um I said because I wanted you to take ownership of what you were doing because I know you don't have a strong spiritual background right. and, I, and I wanted to help you deepen that. Right. That was the intention of the conversation. Right. And, and um, I'm, I'm so grateful that I have that in my history. It's one of the things that I'm very grateful, very, very grateful for. Um, and, and I asked you what it felt like in your body. And you named a couple of sensations and then you said, you said, you know, in yoga, there's that warrior stance. And you said, I love the warrior stance, right? Mm -hmm. And because I've come to know so many facets of you, I realized that you were going to miss out on a great gift and you didn't have to. And so I offered something up to you. Right. And I said, um, I said, the warrior is really, really, really good for hell. No, but I want you to feel the power of hell. Yes. I want you to feel the power, but I didn't say hell. Yes. I said, I want you to feel the power of you having given me a blessing. Right. And what that feels like inside of you, because we don't have a whole lot of modern day, really good archetypes. We have commercial archetypes. And, and I was so afraid that you were going to go into an archetype of like some Hollywood version of priestess or goddess saying mantras and holding crystals. And then I would like have to totally like burst the whole thing into flames. And you you were able to, to see that the part of you that's very young and f- that feels very vulnerable and that needs a sense of safety mm-hmm. 
I know I'm going a little deep here. It's okay. I, I, I asked you like, like, very specifically, I said, when you were sharing that blessing with me and you were, that's the word, bestowing, when you were bestowing that blessing to me, not having called it a blessing in that moment, but when you were bestowing that blessing to me, if you could imagine this little girl inside of you, which you've already been in touch with for many years, doing inner child work of your own and stuff like that. Yeah. I said to you, what is that girl? What is, what is her, what is she doing? What is she feeling? What is she experiencing while you are bestowing that blessing on me? And do you remember what you said? Or would you like me to share what I remember you said? Um, I was talking about how she was just, she was very gleeful and she was very happy. And, and I don't remember what were the exact words that I used to remember. Well, I think I articulated it and then you said yes. Okay. Because I could feel her. Yeah. I could feel her. I said, I said, it's like her eyes are wide open mm -hmm. and she's right next to you and she's just in awe of what you're doing and she is absorbing you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And you, you said exactly just like that. You're like, yes, yes, yes. You know, because I always look for confirmation because you don't always have the words, right? Right. And then I said to you. I asked you, on a scale of one to 10, how safe does that little girl feel in that moment that you're bestowing that blessing on me? And what did you say? You said out of a scale from one to 10, and I said she felt 12. That's right. Yeah. And I got it. That's right out of you. <laughs> yeah, you got it. That's right out of me. That's a whole other conversation. We should do, we should do an evening segment on that. Um, so, so Chris Voss, yay. Um, wh what I wanted you to see, what I wanted to open the doorway of a gift for you, especially knowing that you've done so much work in your life to protect yourself, right? right. And you have so much New York in you. And I'm from New York, so I totally get it. That you had associated safety very uh, rigidly with hell no. Oh, absolutely. Right. And I wanted you to begin to learn to associate safety with the power of a blessing. And you did. And, and it was like, it was like the richness of that conversation makes me want to cry because it was a deeply spiritual moment that didn't have any of the, 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 the things you might associate, the ritualistic items or whatever. It was the transfer of love. Right. And it was the transfer of respect and kindness and strength and is it too much to ask within a new normal for everyone to know the beauty and the power of bestowing a blessing? Right. Right. And, and I think it also like did something within our relationship 
to bring us closer and to equalize our energies more. I agree. It's so beautiful. And I know we're about to hit 60 minutes right now. And I feel very comfortable closing. Yeah, I'm complete. Go ahead. It's right here, right now. This is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm here with Michelle Stone. You can find us at joybaseliving.com. Just click Lioness and you'll find all the quotes and URLs and everything right here. Thank you so much for listening and we wish you